Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. everybody thank you for joining in on this week's episode of welcome home with the katinas uh, i want to start off the show by welcoming everyone to the month of september it feels like fall might actually come someday soon and the summer is is drifting away behind us and so i'm excited for fall i'm excited for uh, the holidays i'm especially excited for football Uh, But right now, I'm excited for this podcast episode, and uh, I want to thank everyone who's tuning in, and thank everyone who has, you know, reached out and supported, uh, given words of encouragement to me, my dad, his brothers, people in our family. It means so much to me, and it means a lot to my family to know that people are listening to this and, and, and taking something away from it, so thank you for that. And I especially want to thank uh, anyone who's taken the opportunity to become a financial partner with not only the show, but also the Katina ministry in general. If you want to become a person who is a partner with us, the best way for you to do that is to go to thekatinas.com and you'll find a give button there. Just click on that uh, and you'll figure it out from there. So thank you in, in advance for doing that. Uh, and I appreciate everyone who takes the time to press play and listen to these episodes for uh, an hour or so out of their week. I really do appreciate it. Uh, today's episode, I have a first-time guest in the studio. This is actually her first time ever at my house, and maybe the second time I've ever actually had a conversation That's with her. True. And. <laughs> Uh, the the brief moments of interaction that I've had with her have been great, and uh, the people in my family who do interact a little more with her have nothing but amazing things to say. And so, I think today's going to be a treat, uh, not only for our listeners but for me as well. So I'm excited, and I'd like to welcome Miss Yana Ninus to the show. Yana, thank you for being here. Hey, it's good to be here. <laughs> I uh, he, so last week I had Jeremy Williams, who you know. And I think the first time I talked to him about coming on and being a guest, it was January of this year. So it took us about eight months. And I think I texted you like last week you about did. it and said, hey, Yana, do you, would you ever be interested? And you said yes. So your turnaround time is much quicker than Jeremy's. <laughs> so I appreciate you for that. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the people who listen to this show are familiar with the Katinas obviously, and familiar with things like Love Squared. Um, and maybe they, some of them have met you at the Cousins reunion a few months back. Um, but for those of, those, those of 
our listeners who don't know who you are, um, I'd love to just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, whatever you feel like is relevant. And um, if you wouldn't mind, just share kind of what your role is, I guess, with the Katina's ministry and Love Squared in particular. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so my name is Yana, and I am originally from East Tennessee near Knoxville. It's a small town called Loudoun, um, and I am 26 years old. I have a bachelor's degree in Christian ministry from Bryan College in Dayton, Tennessee, um, and I moved here to Brentwood uh, in <laughs> March, end of March, and uh, I knew I wanted to be in ministry, and I through happenstance and meeting the right people, learn about Love Squared. I had not heard of the Katinas, had not heard of Love Squared, knew nothing about anything. And I was, <laughs> but I looked at the website and I saw what was going on. And I was like, I need to be a part of this. Nice. I, need, I need, need, to be, need to be a part of this. Um, and so I reached out to Eli through the contact form on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We just started a conversation there, and a month later, I was hired on as the part-time admin and part-time women's ministry coordinator. Wow. Um, And so uh, they hired me on to start the women's ministry. I help with admin things currently, um, and I'm helping with uh, donor engagement as well. Awesome. (laughs) Well, so Eli, who you talked about, is my brother, and if... People know he's the director of Love Squared, and for years now, he's been talking to me. I don't really have anything to do with the (laughs) day-to-day happenings of Love Squared, but he bounces ideas off of me, and he's talked about his desire and just Love Squared's desire to move into starting a women's ministry, and I know that, you know, I think Eli really... it, it was a dream of Love Square, but they really weren't sure how to start, what direction to go in. And so I, when I first heard your name, Yana, Eli was like, yeah, there's this girl who <laughs> she found us somehow. And I, I think she, we're going to bring her on. And hopefully that's going to be the first big step into to starting our women's ministry. And so I know he's really excited about uh, what you are doing and what you're bringing to Love Squared. And so... That's just my little story about (laughs) the first time I heard about you, Yana. Well, thank you for that introduction. Uh, I'm also from Tennessee. I'm from Middle Tennessee, though. But I have there's not a lot of people from Tennessee here in Franklin. I've yep, I figured that out. (laughs) Yeah, so it's good to have a fellow volunteer here in the in the in the the house with me. Um, I think you know. Uh, you've listened, I know you've listened to a little bit, uh, at least of Jeremy's episode and maybe some others, maybe not, which is totally fine if you haven't. Um, but the way that this podcast works for first time guests is that I have three questions for them. And, uh, the first two questions are things that really I'm more interested in, but then the third question is more about you. And so, uh, we'll get there when we get there, but we'll start with your first question. And, you know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, Yana and I 
have this is really our first like conversation. <laughs> conversation yeah. yeah so i want to start from square one and I, I texted eli i was like what should i ask you on, uh, about on the podcast <laughs> he didn't give me any help and so <laughs> The first thing I could think to ask you of, and hopefully I'll learn a little bit more about you um, w- with your answer, but I want to ask you about your name, Yana. Yeah. Um, I don't think I know anyone else named Yana, and I just wanted to ask you, where's that name come from? Is it a family name? Is it a cultural name? What is that? Um, I'll stop right there and let you answer. Yeah. Um, so my name, Yana is Czechoslovakian for John. It's the female version of the name John. Mm. Um, and my grandfather was named John. Uh, my dad's middle name is John, so it's it's been passed down. It's a name that's been passed down. But um, as far as I know, I'm the first female in my family that has the name John. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it was, it's funny, my grandfather, uh, when he was younger, he used to tell me that his grandmother used to call him Little Yanni, mm. uh, so like call him like Little Johnny almost, um, and so that's what he would call me. Um, and the name, the last name Ninus, uh, is an Ellis Island name. So when my oh, wow. my family came to the uh, to America, um, and I don't even know when, but you know when they came to America, the last name wasn't Ninus. They were they whatever name it was. They said make it easier, and so yeah. they, they made up a name. Uh, at Ellis Island, um, and so Ninus. Anybody named with the last name Ninus in the U.S. is related to me somehow. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, your family is. Would you say culturally, like your family is still Czechoslovakian? Is that what? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think my grandfather was the last person really that um, I felt like had like that last kernel of like culture from okay. Czechoslovakia. Um, he taught me some Czechoslovakian words. I don't remember them, but okay. he, he would teach them to me. I honestly don't know what they mean. I probably would not trust them enough <laughs> to say them right now. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so he taught me some Czechoslovakian words. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I, I would say, yeah, culturally Czechoslovakian. Nice. The, uh, do you have siblings? I do. Yes. Okay. I am the youngest of three. Okay. Um, and so I have an older brother and an older sister. Very cool. And so you went to college in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Bryan College, my, what I know about Bryan College, it's a small Christian school. Um, you Did you grow up in East Tennessee as well? I did, yes. Um, so um, Dayton is near Chattanooga, which you know. Yep. Um, but, uh, Loudoun, Tennessee is where I grew up. Okay. Um, and it's a smaller town. Actually, no, it's probably about the same size as Dayton, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, probably an hour north of Dayton. Uh-huh. Um, I, but I actually wasn't born in Tennessee. I was born in Illinois. Okay. So, but I was born there. I, I don't know much about so it. So <laughs> you grew, so you grew up in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is a question that I'd love to ask you because... If you grew up in Tennessee, you probably have heard at some point that Tennessee kind of could be three different states. It could be uh, East Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and West. And mm-hmm. here's a little fun fact for people who aren't from Tennessee. The three stars on the Tennessee state flag represent West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and East Tennessee. And so as someone who grew up in East Tennessee and is now a resident of Middle Tennessee, I love to ask you, do you think 
that it's true are is are are the different i guess we'll just leave it to middle and east tennessee are they really that different do you think um and why or why not um yes i think they're very different (laughs) (laughs) i and i think i guess the reasoning is um when i think of the three parts of tennessee east middle and west Mm -hmm. i think of like the main city that like is the center of it so like east tennessee is knoxville right middle tennessee is nashville uh, West Tennessee is Memphis. Right. Um, and each one of those cities that I've been to are completely different in their culture. Mm. Um, and so like Knoxville is, I, I guess, I feel like it's a smaller town city. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's still big, um, but like it's, it's just really small. Yeah. <laughs> and then every time I go to Nashville, it just stresses me out because mm. it's so much bigger. Yeah. And I mean, even in the culture too, uh, I feel like a lot more people that are from out of state move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. They don't think to move to Knoxville or really anywhere in East Tennessee because yeah. <laughs> Nashville is just the middle of everything. It's, it's right. close to everything. Um, I think so, that yeah. I think that like people from out of state who, if they know nothing about Tennessee, mm. they probably <laughs> imagine Nashville. Like the whole state <laughs> is like Nashville. Yeah. But Knoxville, Memphis, even Chattanooga, oh, yeah. they're all so different. They're not. They're nothing like Nashville at all. And so I'm proud to be from Tennessee. And I, I would agree with you that they're different because I, like you, I went to college in East Tennessee as well. And so I experienced just kind of the differences uh Honestly, even culturally, from East Tennessee to Middle Tennessee, it was like a two and a half hour drive, mm. but very different, um, very different in some interesting ways. But I, I do want to talk to you about your uh, experience in college because mm. I feel like I don't honestly don't know anything about Brian other than it's a small Christian <laughs> school. And that's what I went to as well as a small Christian school. And so Brian is even smaller yes, than Lee. <laughs> even smaller than Lee. And so I want to ask you, like, what was the, did you grow up always wanting to go to Brian college <laughs> or was it just kind of a place you ended up at? Um, and what, like, what was your experience like there? Yeah. Um, so growing up in Loudoun, uh, I, so the high school I went to was Lenore City High School. It was literally the town over, but everybody in Loudoun hated Lenore City. So, like, that's how small it was. Um, and going into high school, I kind of actually always thought that I would go to UTK. So mm-hmm. University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Because yep. uh, that's where everybody went. Right. Uh, either that or Pellissippi State Community College. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you had your two options. Um, and when I was in high school, I was in these classes that were, like, advanced prep that type type of thing. And specifically, I had AP English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that class, they taught a lot of, like, debating. And being in a public school, debating was really alienate, alienating mm-hmm. uh, for me um, because we would talk about hot button, hot button topics mm-hmm. and, like, what was going on in the world because, I mean, that makes sense. But yeah. um, during those debates we would pick sides and it really felt like most of the time it was me against the rest of the class. Mm. And I didn't have the tools or the knowledge to defend myself. And so it really just came down to, I just believe this cause this is what the Bible says. And like, mm. they're like, and eventually I had somebody say to me and I didn't have the, the knowledge or uh, the words to defend myself where they said, 
the Bible isn't a appropriate resource type, pick something else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have nothing else to pick. Yeah. Like, this is my ground. I'm standing on it. Um, and I think it was that experience that really led me to think, I really don't want to go to a community. I don't want to go to a big college. Mm. Uh, I don't want to go to a non-Christian college because I'm really tired of feeling alienated in mm. what I'm doing. Um, and so I decided to go to Bryan because they were at my college fair at my school. Nice. And um, it fit all the requirements that I had. And I was like, awesome, let's do it. It was the only school I applied for. And I was like, if I don't get into this school, then I guess I'm not going to college. <laughs> like, that's just uh, that's just where I'm at right now. Mm. Um, and no, I, I got in. And it was four of the hardest and best years of my life. Mm. Actually, four and a half. But <laughs> um, it truly, um, what I learned at college um, has shaped where I'm at now. I, I think anybody that has gone to a college they like they they understand that to a point but um yeah what i learned at brian really just like catapulted me where i'm at now yeah how um how far away from home was brian for you um about an hour and a half okay hour yeah so so you were out of the house then at that point yeah (laughs) yeah i honestly so i think that I have younger cousins who will ask me about college or just younger people in general, like, should I go to college or what, what, what's the point of going to college? And I think those are good questions to ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the, the easy answer is, well, so you can get your degree and so you can get an education, which um, I think is legitimate. But also, I think moving away from home was such a good thing for me at least Mm -hmm. and a challenging thing definitely and college is not the only way you can do that but it it definitely is a popular avenue for that and uh I would like to ask like moving away from home an hour and a half it's not forever away but it's far enough um do you well let me phrase it like this would you say you you learned more in the classroom from your professors in the curriculum or more outside of the classroom, just from being challenged of like being put in a new environment, new freedoms, new challenges, things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so when I went to college, I was not given a car. So Mm. basically my parents dropped me off uh, for all four years. Uh, and I, unless they wanted to see me, they would have to come and get me. Like that's, (laughs) that's how it was. Um, and, I, um, yeah, I think that I learned the most from like the people that I met, Mm. um, good and bad, like, uh, all, all of it was from the people I met. I met, I, and I, and like, I, I learned a a lot of really good things from my professors. I had very good professors that were kind and, uh, most of them were kind and, (laughs) uh, taught me a lot of really good, just life things, um, and so, yeah, I, I, but I learned the most from the people I met. Yeah, I think I would agree. Um, this, I, I know I'm asking you like a bunch of questions, no, not just good. one, but this is the last part of your first question section <laughs> segment. Awesome. But, Third of the way through. Awesome. Um, why did you move here? Yeah. Um, so I, a year ago, I was living at home. I had just had a year long internship end that I loved. 
Um, but it was an internship. It was only going to be temporary, and I knew that. Um, and I moved back home and started working at a job that I really didn't like. But I was like, I need to get a job because I'm not going to like live off my parents. Right. Like I, I'm going to be try and be a responsible citizen. Um, and I really just didn't like where I was at. And I was texting a friend who lives near here, and I was like, What if I What if I moved out to Middle Tennessee? And they're like. <laughs> What if you moved out to Middle Tennessee? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. I should totally do that. <laughs> uh, and so it really was kind of an impulsive decision. Uh, impulsive in that it took me maybe yeah, four months to like really get all the way out here. But it took maybe five minutes for me to be like, yes, that's wow. exactly what I'm doing. Um, so really the decision was I wasn't doing well where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, change scenery. That's what I need. Wow. Very brave. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, okay. Well, there's segment one of your first Part question. Part one. <laughs> uh, I w- I'll move into your second question. And like I said, I texted Eli. I was like, what should I ask Yana about the podcast? And here's what he said to me. She has a background in ministry. <laughs> That's all he gave me. That's all he gave me to work with. And I already kind of knew that because I know you're with Love Squared. But uh, I guess I'll ask you this. Because as far as I know, you didn't move here for Love Squared. That, that happened after the move. So my question is, what, what drew you to Love Squared? And I guess like... This can be love squared related or not, but what is like your dream when it comes to ministry in your life? Yeah. Um, so when I was 12 years old, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it starts way back. Here we go. When I was 12 years old, uh, I accepted Christ and um, it felt like immediately, obviously I can't remember when exactly it was, but it was around 12 years old that I was looking at a uh, map that was put out by the International Mission Board. Uh, where it had, uh, it was color coded with, um, like they did a study on, um, the amount of like evangelical people in a certain area and they were given a color. Mm. Um, and so green was like more than 5% is is, if you're more than 5% is evangelical you have a green dot, uh, more than, uh, if you have 5% it's yellow. And then if you have less than 5% it's red. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember looking at that map and seeing way too much red Mm -hmm. and there was just a voice in my head that was like, I got to do something about that. Like, that's not okay. Um, and really that's when I recognized that my call to ministry was, uh, so at the age of 12, I knew that I wanted to go into ministry. Um, at that time I thought that would be, uh, career missions. And so I thought it'd be a, uh, vocationally that I would be doing missions overseas. Um, and it's morphed over time. To where, um, when I was in college, I was a resident assistant at my at, at Brian. Um, and the um, other than the classes I had, the most practical ministry experience that I had was being a resident assistant. Mm. Uh, it was staying up until midnight or one, talking to the girls in my hall uh, about what they're dealing with, what's going on at home. Um, their relationships, things that they're having issues with, some real life issues, like in in the the dirt with them, mm-hmm. and being like, "All right, I can't, I can't pull you out. Only God can do that. But I'll be here with you when He's doing that." Mm-hmm. 
And it was during those times that I was like, maybe I can be like a resident assistant or like a resident director on a college campus. And so I was like, college ministry, that's what I want to go into. Um, and so when I graduated, Brian, with my Christian ministry degree, I um, was offered an internship with Operation Mobilization down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and they're an international missions organization. Uh, and they specifically hired me on for... Um, university and college connections. And so basically I'd be going to college campuses talking about internships and uh, about how they can go on the field um, using their skills, their passions, and uh, sharing the gospel around the world with that. And so I uh, really loved that job. Um, and when my internship was ending, um, I didn't have a, anything lined up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I know I want to go into ministry, uh, but where? Like, where mm. am I going to go? And so I started putting in all these applications. I, I mean, it, it felt like <laughs> so many. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember how many it was, but every single one of those applications for ministries got back to me saying that they uh, didn't have room or mm -hmm. I wasn't what they were looking for. I didn't meet the expectations or, or whatever, or they just... And we're like, we just don't want you. <laughs> and so I was like, am I even supposed to go into ministry, God? Like, what are you doing here? And so after every single slam door in my face and I eventually moved back home, I was like, okay, so there's ministry opportunities everywhere. Maybe I just need to go to a place and just look for a ministry. Like, mm. that's what I need to do. Um, and so when I decided to move to Nashville, uh, started looking at the churches. I maybe looked into four or five different churches. They all said, no, we, we don't, we don't, can't use your skills here. Um, I was like, okay, nonprofits, we'll go nonprofits. Like, <laughs> and did all these nonprofits. And eventually it wasn't until, um, a friend of mine who works at the coffee house was actually talking with a uh, basic Besoe, yeah. uh, who is also an intern, but now working for Love Squared, mm -hmm. uh, and how they were looking for somebody to start their women's ministry or like somebody to, to help them out. And I was like, I could do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so and that's when I looked up the website and uh, reached out to Eli. But it really, what drew me to Love Squared um, was, I think, that what so what drew me about... Um, when I said I was like, I want to be a resident assistant, mm -hmm. um, was that I was able to help peers. I was able to help people that were younger than me, like just walk with them and be with them in life and have somebody and be somebody that was there for them. Um, somebody that would lead them and be able to pick out the good things that are, that are in their life and be like, here's all the good things. Uh, not negating all the bad things because yeah. those are also helpful, but all the good things and lay them out in front of them and be like, okay, now what are you going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, while I originally thought it was just going to be college ministry, now I realize it's just young adults. Mm. And so high school students, uh, that's what I want to do is I, I want to help young adults figure out their good stuff, their, the things that they're good at, their passions, their interests, and figure out where they go from here. Yeah. Um, and specifically with Love Squared, it's teaching high school students to love God, love people, and lead well. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been told from a very young age that I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, it 
I was very young and I had a lot of people say, you're a leader, like you're, you're leading people in this. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> um, and so helping other young people uh, figure out where their leadership skills are at. I love doing that. That's awesome. I, um, I love hearing about your experience being a resident assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people know this, some people don't, that I, when I first went to Lee, my initial, uh, program of study, my major, that's what it's called. <laughs> my major was, uh, intercultural studies, okay, which yeah. is Lee's version of like a mission. It was a missions based education. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in that program for over a year. And one thing that one thing I took away from it was we would talk a lot about, you know, just the difference between short-term and long-term missions. Mm -hmm. And I'll focus on long-term missions, but one of the benefits of it is that when you're living with people and you're doing, you know, human things with them, you're washing your clothes, you're eating, you're mowing the yard, whatever it is, working in the field, going, whatever it is. When you're living life with people, um, different doors open for ministry that most of the time they stay closed on just a short-term missions trip or in the first week that you meet someone. And so I think about your time being an RA, in a way, that's a long-term missions trip. (laughs) And um, I would like... We don't have to go too deep into it, but I guess I would say this is that I'm sure in your time as an RA, you, the relationships that you develop with the girls that you are literally living with, um, they probably, I, I have to imagine that it cultivated opportunities for you to be a leader in their life and, and be the hands and feet of Jesus in a way that you probably wouldn't have been possible in just a week or a weekend or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, really just like it, when you put the, I guess like the, uh, the equation of like long-term missions equal to being a resident assistant, like that makes a whole lot of sense. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I, it, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, going to soccer games and things like that, like that's literally what I'm doing now with Love Square. Mm, <laughs> like yeah, starting I'm sure out it's is like, translating I'm, just, well. I'm just like going to games, getting to meet people. And that's, I mean, other than living, literally living with the people that I'm ministering to, it's a lot like what I did mm. in college. Very cool. Well, there's your first two yeah. and <laughs> 700 half questions. <laughs> um, that's that. And so the the third question, like I told you earlier, um, this question is more about you. And this question is really what the whole podcast is about. And I it's intentionally open-ended. I ask all of my guests this question, by the way. Perfect. Um, so you're not the first. You won't be the last person to get this question. But it's intentionally open-ended because I want to allow the guests to talk about really whatever they want to talk about. Um, so... You're leading us from here on out. Um, But your question is this. What's going on at home? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, home is kind of a weird word for me right now. I I guess it's kind of always been a little bit weird with like a weird definition. um, Because home has been a lot of different places for me. If you consider home just a place. 
Um, and so growing up in Loudoun, that, that was home. And uh, going to Dayton for college, that was home. Uh, and now, and, and living in Atlanta for a year and a half, that was also home. Uh, so I have all these little places where they were home for a short time. Uh, and now living here in Brentwood, Franklin, Nashville area, mm -hmm. um, that is now also home uh, in a little bit. But I think the reason that home is so weird to me is because I've never really considered it a place necessarily, but the people that I meet. Mm -hmm. And I guess that <laughs> a lot of people will con would, could, would uh, I guess, connect with that definition mm -hmm. of home isn't necessarily a place, but the people that you meet. Sure. Um, and so home for me is scattered everywhere. Um, I have people all over the place, <laughs> people I've met, uh, for a short amount of time and people I've known for years and still know and love. Um, but yeah, what's going on at home, um, is that I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and starting a ministry is hard. I, I'm not starting Love Squared, but I'm starting Love Squared with girls. Mm -hmm. um, and currently right now on staff, it's just me as the only woman, which like a lot of people, it's so funny when I say like, I'm the only woman on staff. They're all <laughs> like, I'm <am> so sorry. <laughs> and, and I'm like, honestly, it's, it's a great time. We have a great time on mm. staff meetings every Wednesday. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, um, just it, you know, being the only woman on staff, um, while it's, it's a lot of fun, um, it's also really hard to figure out, like to give myself appropriate, um, expectations mm. for where I should be. Yeah. Um, because I've always been a bit of an overachiever and <laughs> Jeremy will, would, uh, you know, stand behind me when I say this, but I have ever since I was hired on a love squared, I've been like, all right, let's go. Like, yeah. let's, <laughs> like, let's start the ministry. Let's do this. Um, and he's like, you know, praying is good. Like <laughs> you can, yeah. you can pray and then figure out where to go from there. I'm like, but I can also like, just get my hands in the dirt and get yeah. dirty and, and let's go. Um, and so I've had to learn to slow down. I really only started doing this ministry thing with Love Squared for like the past month. So um, it's only been a month and yeah. I got time. Yeah. So, yeah. You may have heard this from Eli or Jeremy. Eli has told me this before and I know for a fact it's not his quote, but he uses <laughs> it. Um, but he's told me before we often overestimate what we're able to accomplish in one year, but underestimate what we're able to accomplish in five. Mm -hmm. And ha has he said that to you before? He, have you heard? Yeah, yeah. Sure Eli, <laughs> Eli, bro, you're, you're recycling quotes, man. But uh, I do think that is a profound statement. And I feel like maybe that can resonate with you as you're in year one of your time with Love Squared and however long it will last. Um, I think you're going to accomplish a lot of great things and Love Squared is going to be better for it and, and the women that we minister to is going to be better for it. But I guess I'll ask you this, like, I know you're saying like coming up with expectations is, is, is challenging for you because you don't want to 
overstretch yourself and um but also you want to dream big and so i guess i'll ask you like what is like your five-year vision and this is very broad like high level but like what do you think if you could wave a magic wand and move five years in the future what would you hope love squared look like yeah um in five years if i could just you know <laughs> if i didn't have to do any of the work and yeah. just move forward to five years i would love to have one group of girls one group that i have walked with from freshman year to senior year mm. of their high school career um and just one group of girls that I can mentor. And um, I'd also love to have a couple of like years of women interns coming in because mm. we don't have that yet. Yeah. Um, and so having a couple of years of mentoring um, younger interns that come in uh, in ministry. Um, and maybe that's a small goal. But I don't know. I... I was thinking the other day, I was reminded of something that a friend of mine had told me when I was in college, actually. Um, like I said, I met a lot of really great people in college. And one of those times when I was just having a really difficult time um, in ministry with being a resident assistant, um, I remember telling this friend of mine, I was like, dude, I just, I don't know if, if I'm, you know, following God's plan for my life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and... He said to me, he said, um, what there is a verse in Jeremiah chapter nine, where it says, um, let the strong boast or let not the strong boast in their strength, uh, nor the wise in their wisdom, uh, or the rich in their riches. Um, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, because uh, the, in this is what I delight. Um, and so I guess the base goal for me right now is to understand and know Christ mm. where I'm at and in what I'm doing. And I think through that is where I'll be able to follow his plan and his leading. Cause if I'm understanding and knowing him, then I'm following where he's going. Um, so yeah, practical goals were the things I said before, yeah. but the, the spiritual and where I want to be at is understanding and knowing Christ. Cause in that is what he delights. That's awesome. Um, one more love squared related question awesome. <laughs> and this might be a tougher one. I don't know. And this, I'm asking this question. I don't know. It might, the answer might be obvious, but I just feel like I, I'd like to ask it, but I'm curious why, why do you think it's necessary to have a love squared for girls at all. Why not just have one big giant love squared? <laughs> and I don't know if I'm asking this question the right way, but I guess like, I'll, I guess I'll ask this besides it being boys and girls, does love squared look any different for love squared with you, with girls and with boys? Like, am I making sense with that? Uh, question? Yeah, no, yeah. I get you. I get you. Um, so to answer your the first part of your question, why mm -hmm. why have love squared at all just for women if we yeah. can just you know combine everything? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important to understand um, that a lot of women don't see themselves in leadership. 
um, because they're told from a very young age that they don't belong in leadership. Mm. And so I think being able to see another woman who is in leadership, in ministry, following God, uh, and then understanding that, like, I can do this, mm. that's that's why it's needed. Mm. Um, and I know that I would have benefited from that mm. when I was in high school. Um, I thankfully, I had uh, women like my mom, who is one of the strongest women that I know, um, literally Wonder Woman in the flesh. Um, <laughs> and she is an amazing leader. Um, and I, I knew other leaders, other women leaders, but not everybody has that. Mm. Um, and so being able to have Love Squared for Girls, teaching young women to be leaders, that's that's needed in this world. Mm. Um, what was the second part of your question again? Um, oh, does it look different? Yeah, does it look different? Yes. Um, Honestly, at this point, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's funny because like uh, all the guys in the, on the Love Squared team, they come from a background of sports. Yeah. I don't have any sports experience <laughs> at all. Um, uh, funny enough, I actually, uh, the only sports experience I have is in high school. I was a mascot. Nice. I'm so like, I was totally, <laughs> I was on the football field. I was on the basketball court. I was just in a big furry suit with a big head. <laughs> and like, I awesome. couldn't really see very well, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and so that's the only sports experience I have. Um, and so when like, you know, I'm asking them like, you know, what would you do in this situation? And they're like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, just, you know, go to games, show up in the world. And, the, the, the same principles, so we, we have four different questions, uh, and I think Jeremy talked about this in his mm-hmm. podcast episode last week. Um, one, have you been with Jesus? Uh, two, have you stepped into the world? Uh, three, are you praying for leaders and kids by name? Uh, and four, oh, Jeremy's going to get on me. I can't remember what the fourth <laughs> question is. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, being in their world, praying for kids and leaders by name, that's something that translates over for men and women in ministry. Um, the semantics of it, like, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of it, I have no idea yeah. how it's going to be different because I haven't really done a whole lot other than being in their world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Great answer. <laughs> I, uh, um I just wanted to ask that. And, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll move on away from Love Square now. But <laughs> being um, in a place that, a, a new place that, that you're calling home, mm. um, you know, I know you said home for you is not really a place, it's the people. Mm. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you've kind of moved around, especially in recent years, kind of been moving around. And I'm sure you have different relationships in different places. And, I would love to ask you, like, as you're in a place that's still relatively new, but you still have those relationships back in Dayton or Loudoun or wherever it is, um, and that's home for you, like, how is it, how are you handling, like, maintaining those relationships that are important to you and that feel like home for you? Yeah. um, I think for me, something that I figured out um, almost immediately after graduating college is that all these amazing people I met at this one place where we happened to all be together for a short amount of time is that people come and go super easy. Mm. Um, and practical ways that I keep those relationships alive. Uh, one, anytime I think about that person, I just kind of like text them like, Hey, miss you. Like, <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause I mean, we're, we're all adults. Uh, some of my friends are married and have children, which is still crazy to me. Uh, but like, 
we we're all have our own lives um and just those short little texts of like hey i miss you yeah. and you know wish you were here totally <laughs> um so that's a practical way i do it um and yeah i i think another thing um so when i was living in atlanta uh Working for a missions organization, I feel like even more so than college, the people that you meet, you're probably only going to know them for a couple months because mm-hmm. they'll be there and then they'll be gone. Right. Um, wh- whether they go on the field or they go back home or, you know, wherever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first semester that I was there, my first couple months I was there, I was having a really hard time connecting with the people I was with because in the back of my mind, I kept on thinking, I'm going to have to say bye to these people. Right. And so if I really start loving them, then like... It's going to suck. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't want to do this. Right. <laughs> um, and I was talking to somebody about it. And um, it's something I, I had heard before, but hearing it from them um, was really helpful where they said, you know, if you never love the people, even the temporary people that are in your lives, and you're never going to love anybody again. Because really anybody that you meet is temporary for now on this earth. We're temporary. Um, and it reminded me of something that another friend had said to me, <laughs> uh, where they said, you have some wise, friends. I have a really wise friends, <laughs> honestly, thinking back to it, like they say a lot of really great things. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, it was said to me once and I honestly, I can't help but think back to it again is that anybody that I meet on this earth that is a Christian, I never really have to say goodbye to them again. Hmm. Um, and so when I say to them, even if today is my last day that I see you on this earth, I know that one of these days I'll be worshiping with you forever around the throne, worshiping Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that I can look forward to. And so I'm not sad in my last day meeting you here today. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess that's where I'm at. If <laughs> I answer your question. No, that's a great answer. No, that's great. I, uh, I So I had a lot of, well, I won't say I had a lot, but I had <laughs> friends uh, here in Franklin that I kind of left um, when I went to college. And, you know, some of those relationships stayed strong. Some of them, I haven't talked to th- those friends in years now. And, um, you know, as I look back on it, sometimes I think, wow, I, I could have done more to like maintain that friendship, maintain that relationship. And then, but the other part of me is, well, they grew too and you grew. And so the, for a season of your life, that was your friend and now you're in a new season. But, um, it also makes me thankful for those core friends and core relationships that I have maintained throughout the years. And those relationships feel like home to me too. But, um, okay. So Fall is coming, and I love how you talked about, so all the guys at Love Squared, who I know all those guys, they're great guys, but they all are kind of meathead sports guys (laughs) at some level. Um, Fall to me means football. I'm so excited. The NFL opens up on Thursday, so literally like hours hours after this episode is released, I will be sitting on my couch (laughs) watching football. I look forward to football every fall, but for someone who's not necessarily a sports person, or maybe you are more than you're letting on, but, um, I want to ask you, what are you looking forward to about fall? Um, honestly, the weather, I, (laughs) (laughs) um, 
I really don't like the heat at all. <laughs> it's overrated. I, I, it really is. Yeah. And it's just like, he sweat <laughs> yeah. and the bugs and oh, it's just the worst. Um, I, I worked at a camp for three years out of my college experience and every summer what the, the heat was the worst part about it. <laughs> yeah. So I think the thing that I look forward to most is um, the weather change. Yeah. Um, and some people are like, well, it just, it gets cold and dark. I'm like, no, no. it's the best it's, part yeah. of it. Like, <laughs> um, and like the leaves, I, I like the way that, you know, everything smells in the fall, mm -hmm. which like, I guess the cynical way of looking at it is like, it smells like death, apparently. Yeah. Like the leaves are dying. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I really like the way it smells. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. It's funny with like, so if you're in Tennessee or you just watch the news, you know, like a lot of people have been moving to Tennessee over the last few years. And one of like the selling points I hear is that you get to experience all four seasons in Tennessee. <laughs> but to me, it's like, but only like one and a half of them are fine. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah like surely... The other ones you don't really want to experience, Ugh, but man. fall in Tennessee is special to me. I love fall. I, I love this time of year. And I think I kind of grown into it when I was younger, maybe I really, I obviously loved summer, but I think I loved summer just because I meant school was out. Yep. And, but now that I don't really get a summer break. I still have to work during summer. The only difference is now I'm sweaty when I walk into yeah, the office. Um, I could do without summer. Fall is, I think fall is where it's at. But yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, since it's our first time talking and I'm still trying to get to know you, what do you do for fun? Yeah. Um, so talked about having a bunch of friends in a bunch of different places. Yeah. Um, I play games with my friends online. Uh, oh, so nice. like, we'll just all, uh, if you're familiar with discord, yeah. uh, we'll oh. all get on discord and just like play games. It's a lot of fun. When you say games, like video games? Yeah, or... sometimes. Yeah. Um, video games and like, um, like board game type game. Uh, like, you know. like Dungeons and Dragons yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I wasn't, I was <laughs> <laughs> no so i usually just don't say it um, i wish yeah. i started this <laughs> i wish i'd asked you about that a long time ago <laughs> yes yes so yeah i play dungeons and dragons with my friends very um, cool yeah and um yeah so we play i play games with friends like all over everywhere we have i have one game where like people are like local ish uh -huh. but sometimes we'll just play online because it's easier very cool um but yeah so so i never really got into that growing up mm -hmm. i probably would have if i knew about it but i just it just wasn't in my circle but i had a friend in college who was a dungeon master <laughs> and so i don't know if you've met my cousin jackson but him and i were roommates in college and we were both friends with th this guy his name was hunter yeah and hunter the dungeon master was uh <laughs> always he kept inviting us to to join his games mm -hmm. and jackson and i were Jackson and I were so excited to do it because um, we'd never done it before, but we were really interested. And like out of nowhere, Hunter like basically left school and then we didn't hear about it. And so th that was my opportunity to get into the gaming world and I missed out on it, but I might have to hit you up and see. I don't know if you're ready for a total noob to come in, but... I don't know. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I got into it uh, during 2020. Yeah. I, oh, wow. You know, when 
the world shut down, um, I was trying to figure out things that I could do. Um, and a friend of mine was like, Hey, you should join my game. Mm -hmm. And that was that. It's super interesting to me or like what's appealing to it about me is just the ability to like kind of escape into your own imagination Mm -hmm. and, um, be creative, but also it's like a social thing as well. You're not doing it just by yourself because I grew up playing video games. Not, I wasn't a horrible, horrible gamer kid, (laughs) but I played my fair share and, um, a lot of it, like I was right at the age where, um, like online gaming was still kind of like super high tech. (laughs) And so I wasn't, I wasn't like there yet. So I was just playing by myself most of the time. Mm. And so, uh, the fact that you can play with other people, I I think that's appealing to me. Yeah. I, um, it's actually when I was super little, um, my dad had a bag of dice from when he was in college and he played Dungeons and Dragons. And when I was super little, I just thought they were really colorful rocks. And so I would just Mm -hmm. carry them around with me and be like, it's my bag of rocks. Uh, (laughs) And so, um, when I started playing in 2020, um, I remembered I was like, I think my dad had a bag of dice from when he was in college and wow. he played Dungeons and Dragons. And um, and so he, I, I reached out to him. I was like, can I, you know, like borrow those? He's like, you can have them. Like, you're, it's that's good. Awesome. Like, he was so excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I do for fun. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I think we'll end right there. I think yeah. that's a cool place to end. Um, I've really enjoyed this, Yana, getting to know you and getting to talk with you. And I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it as well. So thank you again for being here. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll do it again sometime. Perfect. (laughs) For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.